We've been talking to nobody? Yes. So I just went through the whole spiel, got nothing? Uh, Alright everyone, welcome to Asylum Mars, this is the second time I'm doing this intro! Um, I am your host, Rexicator6, I got um, one way as my co-host here, and um, the vet today is Katarian. Is it loud too? I think you're kind of screaming into the microphone a little bit, so it might be a little loud for them. Uh, yeah. Is that A little better? overzealous with your voice. <laughs> Is that better? This is a horrible podcast already. Jesus Christ. Alright, <laughs> let's catch you up real quick. Kato's charity that does uh, training for dogs that are placed in high kill risk shelters for veterans. Canine yes. uh, for Warriors. Any and all donations from this stream go directly to uh, to this charity. Two, K was Signals Intelligence starting out and then moved over to Supply while he was in the Air Force. There, caught up. Very much so. Also, if you missed any previous episodes, you can look at them on Spotify and just look up Asylum Arms is the only thing that's called Asylum Arms on Spotify. The link right above will take you to directly to the Spotify page. Oh yeah, also, it's just posted in chat, so there you go. One of the questions, oh. one of the questions I actually like to ask is, uh, funniest story that you actually have in basic training basic training yeah i got so many funny stories in basic training um i don't know i mean you gotta you gotta understand so my basic training was a little bit different than other people because one of the ti's that i had had a lisp so pretty much every time he spoke was funny especially when he was yelling at somebody because his lisp got worse worse see worse so every time he yelled at somebody it just it was just it's hilarious and it, we so when he was yelling at somebody when his lisp got worse it was so hard for us to not laugh at the guy literally trying not to laugh at a person that has a lisp while yelling at somebody watching that somebody try not to laugh I don't, it's it's hysterical it's funnier yeah. than the rest of everything it's funnier than most things it just, it's something that you have to experience as far as like, I mean, I don't know. Okay, what's funny? What that was funny? I mean, we did shit that was risky. Oh, we'll get into that story here in a minute because I I've heard this story before. We, I mean, we did a, we did a couple risky things. One of the, okay, that's the funniest time. It actually had to do with this guy, and we had our flag carrier. He was this tall tall kid. I mean, he was what he was probably like six two, six three. He's pretty tall, and. This guy, Senior M. Dunson, and this it was which was really funny is that he had a lisp and his name his last name was Dunson, so he lisped his name. So it was Dunson instead of Dunson. And the flag carrier had gotten in trouble for something. Oh, his personal area, his personal locker was kind of like messed up or something. And we were at Chow, and Dunson comes like just storming up to this guy. He gets in his face, sort of, because he's the dude was like five eight or something. He was really kind of short, and he kind of gets in the guy's face, and he's bouncing on his toes like. TIs do like drill instructors, they bounce on their toes to get their point across, like because they're bouncing in your face. And we're t this guy, our flag carrier is telling this story. We had we watched it when it happened, but he's telling the story while we were doing uh amnesty hour. It was something that our 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 uh, our, our, um, our lead drill instructor did. He did amnesty hour and he was telling the story while he was bouncing. And he was just like, I can't remember the guy's name, but he was just like, Airman Shelly Show, I just did a peel, I just did a personal area kick. And guess what I found? <laughs> and he's telling this little story. With the lisp and everything, and we were fucking dying. And our our main TI was trying his best not to laugh. He had a smile on his face, but you could tell he was trying to hold it back. And he was 
He was trying not to burst out laughing because he had to keep his composure. And he's telling this fucking story. And we're fucking dying. And it was just one of those things where you had to be there. You had to see it happen. And you had to know the TI. But yeah, that was that was probably one of my funniest things that ever happened in basic. Did I ever tell you about the time my first sergeant in basic training smoked the entire company? Uh, I don't think so. We were doing uh, combative training. And it was time to line up for lunch. And, you know, you have about <clears throat> 200 some odd people in this company right now how quickly and how efficiently do you expect 200 200 plus people that have barely been in the military a month and a half to get into formation probably a fucking while actually we did it i wouldn't say it was perfect but it, it, it was it was enough to irk this first sergeant's uh get under this first sergeant's skin the first sergeant and, and, and this <laughs> everything was, gets under their skin and he was one wiry motherfucker he was always quoted as like i don't need this goddamn paycheck I can go right down the street to Lowe's and get an assistant manager's position. There was one time I got pissed and said, then fucking do it. How'd that turn out? Let's just say I still may not be able to feel part of my ass. Oh, so, so did you, how, how long did you have to beat your face for? <laughs> <laughs> good hour and a half so we weren't going up to the first sergeant's speed so he he let everybody get into formation and think that we were about to march to chow and then he calls us to attention and drops us right there goes through corrective training brings us back up tells us to go back to what we were doing this motherfucker said corrective training they did (laughs) push-ups push-ups sit-ups crunches (laughs) blah 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 blah. it wasn't just just push-ups it was you know we were already doing intensive exercises with combative training and you know he just wore us down even more so he tell he dismisses us to tell us to go back out to the field to to call us back to formation and he said if you don't do it quick again i'm dropping your ass again no thanks oh i was i was on top of it i was one of the first in formation the rest of the company on on the other hand this freaking incident lasted three times before the comp the rest of the company decided to get its head out of its ass and uh actually get in line so yeah <laughs> that was a funny experience so okay what was it like working on the b1s uh i didn't work on the b1s i just supplied parts to them um it was actually kind of cool though because like i dealt with all of the parts like b1 the tires main tires rear main tires you know the p- control panels all kinds of shit i mean it was kind of cool kind of a pain in the ass at the same time because there's a lot of small moving parts that we had to deal with um in the sense of like your panels and whatnot had like little buttons and shit that you had to put you know make sure you, you know, did inventory on and stuff like that so it was a lot of dumb shit that we had to do but other than that i mean working behind a jet engine is one of those things where it's like it's you're in awe of like how big this thing is and that it actually flies through the air mm-hmm. so i mean you walk outside like we had this uh, we had a bird that was behind us I worked at uh, Doc 63, uh, and there was a bird that sat up behind us. Of course, it was on the other side of a blast fence. Now, if you don't know what a blast fence is, it's like basically a, a it's almost like a wall that's curved up. It points straight up. So when they run the engines, instead of blowing the fucking building down, all that thrust goes up in the air. Yeah. So you'd walk outside, and rear main tires. So I'm like, I'm six one. The rear main tires come just up under my chest, so they're little or little or five feet tall, roughly. Um, and they weigh about 400 pounds. So those are big. Um. When you go outside, though, and you look at the plane itself, you look at the bird, it's like these rear main tires look like tiny little like truck tires because the plane is so big. And I don't know if you guys have ever seen a B1 or anything like that, but the B1 has four main engines on it, four uh, GE turbo engines, I think it's called. Um, and each one of those engines pushes like 30,000 pounds of thrust. 
So you have a grand total of 120,000 pounds of thrust coming out of the ass into this plane. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And the plane itself is, I think the unclassified speed for it is like Mach 1.9 or something like that. But it will 100% break the sound barrier. Now, there, there's, and Kay can actually attest to this, that there's a little known fact that certain airfields can, certain airfields, airports, and stuff like that cannot land a plane that big. No, you have to have a certain, you have to have so much space. Um, And I actually looked at it. There's space that I was at, Ellsworth Air Force Base, has one of the longest runways in the, uh, in the fleet. But it also, not only did it land the B-1, it was also the B-52s as well. The big, big fucking bombers. So you start getting eight engines and shit like that. We had those that they didn't, at one point in time, the B-52s were housed at Ellsworth Air Force Base. So all of our hangars were, could accommodate them, but they were, when I was there, they wouldn't allow it. We only had the B-51s. I think we measured it one time. Me and uh, me and Biddy measured it one time and it was uh, it's actually quite, it's like 1,500 feet, I think it is. I mean, don't quote me on that. I'm pretty sure I'm wrong. So... The only other base that I know of across the branches that actually has a runway that compares to it is El Paso. No, there's another one. It's a B-52 base. I'll have to look it up. Um, there's a B-52 base that has it, um, and it's overseas. <laughs> that's that's kind of why I was saying the only one that I know of. Yeah, there's one overseas. I think it's uh, it's not Aviano. <coughs> I can't think of it. Uh, let me look it up here. Aviano Air Base. I had a buddy of mine that was stationed in Aviano, their base in Italy. In Italy. So yep. here's an interesting one for you, Kay. Did you ever have something happen to you in the military, whether it was basic training, job training, or permanent party, that was so stupid it actually made it funny? Often. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, often. If you would like to share one of those stories, feel free. I'm looking this thing up for you guys real quick here. Okay, so the uh, okay, give me one second. So the airfield in Aviano, Italy, is the the runway itself is ten thousand feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me go to Ellsworth real quick. Airport space. Okay, so the runway in uh, Ellsworth Air Force Base, South Dakota, is fifteen thousand feet. It's a big runway. So it's huge, yeah. It's just fucking. It's, it's big as fuck. So you didn't think about it. How so many football five, courts is that? Like football. Well, think of, well, well, you got to think about it a different way. So you're talking, it's fifteen thousand feet. Okay, um, it's five thousand two hundred eighty feet per mile, roughly. I think it is. Uh, let me see if I can find out what the uh, train. Yeah, five thousand two hundred eighty feet per mile. So the Ellsworth Air Force Base is almost three miles long. It's actually a little over three miles. Long. So it's a big. Big fucking air, uh, airfield. Security better uh, have some form of vehicle unless they're running some miles there. Doing a fog. <laughs> so think about this though. So we used to do fod walks. Well, I didn't do fod walks. Um, we did fod walks in front of our dock. Um, but fod walks is foreign object, basically uh, foreign object debris, uh, which can get sucked up into a jet engine and fod out the engine, basically break the engine. And which, if you do that, then you're literally out like you know millions and millions and millions of dollars. And little things too, like so you know, like the little badges that you get that have the little plastic thing on the hook onto the badge and it hooks onto your clothes they're just those tiny little like alligator clip things yeah those will fought out an engine really yeah those will fought out an engine so it doesn't Even take that, much at all no 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 it doesn't take much at all like a, a, a small little nail will fought out an engine because everything is so machined to perfect measurements that anything that gets stuck in there gets sucked up into it will just destroy an engine and uh, i'm just gonna go a rough guess i'm assuming one of those engines is worth a couple of mil probably yeah a few so we have to do these things called fod walks 
which means you basically get in a line, you know, you're armed with the part, and you walk from the beginning of the runway to the end of the runway, picking up every little thing that you see. Pebbles, little pieces of just shit on the ground, whatever, and you put them shits in your pocket until you get to the other end of the runway and you throw it all away. So the the, the runway that I was talking about is actually uh, Fort Bliss, uh, Biggs Army Airfield. Oh, Fort Bliss? Yeah. Biggs Army Airfield's runway is 13,554 feet. I'm actually going to measure it. Some big ass airfields. Wait, where's the airfield at? That's an army base, though. There's two. Oh, there it is, right there. Okay. Feel bad forever. Had to measure that one. There's two branches on list, though. There's the air force and and the army. Actually, they have two runways. The Essential. only reason that runway is that long is they have to land. I think it's the KC-17 there. That's a big, pretty big. Uh, that's a pretty big aircraft. Now, the biggest aircraft I've ever seen is a C-5 Galaxy. Ooh. And you were talking about a plane, motherfucker. That's a plane. That's a big plane. I still remember the first time I saw uh, a C-130 Hercules. C-130s are cool. Uh, my favorite, if we're going to talk about, like, favorite, like, C-130s, like, I have the, my favorite is uh, Spooky. Is the uh, AC-130, the one that fucking flies in a circle and kills everything below it. <laughs> <laughs> its code name is the Spooky. I believe it's Spooky. Um, but, yeah, it basically flies at night, lights off. You don't even, you can hear it. You don't even know where it is because it flies around in circles. It's got a, a, I can't remember the, the armament, but it's, it's got three different armaments on it. Um, it's got a howitzer on there. AC-130 gunship. Um, AC-130 gunship. It has a GAU-12 equalizer, which is a, basically a chain gun. It's like a mini, it's like a Gatlin gun, like a like a mini gun. Uh, the M102 howitzer, the GBU-44B uh, Viper Strike, uh, which is, um, it's a full auto, like, basically just this insane fucking gun. So the bitch yeah, has it's... two full autos, basically. <laughs> yeah, basically. And one of them shoots um, explosives. It's like uh, an anti-aircraft gun, but they made it to where like it's not it's no more an- no more longer anti-aircraft. It shoots at the ground, so it goes. All right, guys, <laughs> a anti-aircraft plane was turned into basically a stealth bomber. Pretty much, and then it has so, uh, so it's a twenty-five millimeter gun, a forty millimeter gun, and a one hundred five howitzer, basic. And that's so not even talking about the Air Force's most versatile air te- aircraft. Oh, you're talking about the A-10. Ooh. The A-10? Don't get me started on the A-10. That is, hands down, my favorite aircraft. Like, that beats everything else. I wasn't even in the Air Force, and that's my favorite aircraft. But then again, I dealt with helicopters. I mean, I like helicopters too, but nothing, nothing in the air beats an A-10. I don't give a shit. Because that thing kills everything. It kills everything. There's actually been confirmed air-to-air kills from that thing. Jesus. Yeah. You hit a button and everything in front of it goes bye-bye. Yeah. And what's really funny is that you aim the fucking gun that's in front of it with the nose of the plane. So you have to point the bitch down as you're falling from the sky, killing things in front of you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, let's love some COD, just IRL version. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's videos. There's videos out there that just that just make your fucking nipples hard. Not so, um, kind of follow this on here. Uh, what's your favorite helicopter, though? Because I actually have two. I have two as well. Um, obviously, the first one is going to be the um, the Apache, was AH sixty four Apache. Um, that's obviously my favorite, one of my favorites, uh, as far as the gunships go, and. The reason that is one of my favorites is because when I lived in Texas, I went to an elementary school that was right next to uh, Fort Hood, 
well, where the the part of Fort Hood that we could see from the school was the Apache airfield. And we used to watch them take off in the morning before school started. So we would watch these Apaches take off and go do their sorties and whatnot. Um, and then one day my dad and I were going to Belton Lake. And you had to go through piece a part of Fort Hood to get to Belton Lake or some lake. I don't remember. I mean, I've been Belton, but it was some lake that we were going to. And he tells me to look behind us. So, of course, I'm a little kid. I look directly behind us, and there's nothing there. I'm like, okay, there's a boat back there, Dad. What the fuck? And he's like, no, no, no. Up, look up in the sky. And I look up, and there's a fucking Apache following us. And you couldn't hear it. But it was following us. And like you could see it was close enough to where it was moving back and forth, and I could see the gun trained. Like, the gun was moving back and forth, not going away from the truck that we were in. So that was a cool experience. I'm like, okay, well, if he decides he doesn't like us, then I guess we're going to die. Because that's what would happen. Um, my second favorite helicopter would be the Blackhawk, I think. Blackhawk is a nice one. The Blackhawk is, in my opinion, one of the most versatile helicopters. Because you can <laughs> add, um, I think you can add like missile pods on it, like rocket pods. I know you can add different types of guns on there. Um, like you can add the the mini guns. You can add the like the what are they called? Like we the most people call it the uh-huh. war pig, the sixty, the M sixty. Uh, you can add that onto the sides and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a pretty badass helicopter. But those are my favorite helicopters. So, mine. Uh. You said the Apache, and it's not exactly my favorite, but I have my own story behind behind what that why that is. Um, one of my favorites is actually the Apache, or not the Apache. Uh, is actually the Blackhawk mm-hmm. for, like you said, versatility. You know, you can armor it. You can arm it to actually be. A, an attack helicopter, or you know, it's a cargo helicopter, utility right. helicopter. Uh, the other one is actually the Chinook flying school oh, yeah. bus. The Chinook, that's a good one too. That's actually a the Chinook is funny because it's actually a. It's kind of weird how it flies, because it shouldn't fly like that. Oh yeah, because the way it's built, it should not be able to fly. These rotors <laughs> actually stacked. Yeah, so you have, like, I don't know, you guys know what helicopters are. I don't have to explain that. But the reason you have a tail rotor is so the son of a bitch doesn't spin around circles, which the Chinook does not have a tail rotor. So they have two rotors. Yeah, technically it shouldn't fly. They have two rotors that go like that. That shouldn't work. Yeah, this shouldn't work. How? Did you actually Why? know... Uh, why does that? Uh, you remember this, Rex? There was actually an experiment done with the Chinook to actually give it wings, and it looks so stupid. Yeah, ridiculous. Uh, I actually saw two of the actual air, uh, of those actual aircraft at different museums. <clears throat> so my plan, like. Before I knew about the A-10, and this was when I was way, way younger, 
my favorite plane was the SR thirty SR seventy one spy jet. Mm. Ooh, because that fast. Yeah, that thing was built in like the sixties, and it was like a technological marvel because it flew in the upper atmosphere, where the pilots had to wear basically spacesuits, and it was stupid fast. Now it's been decommissioned for a long time, but yeah, that was the that was my that was that was my first favorite aircraft. I, I'm still kind of partial to the P fifty one Mustang. Yep, that's a that's a good one too. Wait, hold on, did I hear that correctly? What a P fifty one Mustang? Yeah, I heard a Mustang. Mm-hmm. Yeah, P fifty one Mustang. Yep, that's... it's an old prop plane back in used in World War Two and shit. What is the worst aircraft in my? Oh man, there are so fucking many. So many bad aircrafts. So I can, many. I can pro. I I can't name them by name, but I can come up with a few that I know of. <laughs> so many. Uh, I I can't think of the names oh, of them. What is on. that? What is that Russian response to the stealth bomber? Uh, I don't know. I know someone's talking about. I don't know the name of it though. Um, the the reason I consider it to be the worst is because one the size is astronomically just like no if we want to talk about size have you guys seen um the fucking tank suppressor there's legit a th- actually i talked about this in one of the k streams because i showed him it in one of the k streams a way back but there's literally a tank suppressor that is like two times the size of the tank yeah it looks like a freedom dick it does. It's fucking ridiculous. Um, so one of the worst aircraft, in my opinion, it doesn't have to be. It's not. I mean, are you talking about like non-military or just like in in general? Like, because that's different. Because like the worst aircraft that I think in my in my opinion was the uh, what the fuck was that jet called? It was the um, the supersonic like passenger jet that was like it was plagued with problems. The, oh. Uh, Fuck was it called? I can't think of the name. Of it. What the fuck? I just like just said it in my head. My god, no, not the scram jet. It was the uh, uh, supersonic jets. What the fuck was it? Um, uh, god damn it! What the fuck is the name of it? The Concord, I think it was. Yeah, the oh, Concord. Oh, yeah. The Concord. Because it was plagued with issues. Yeah, with the drops now, yeah. So when it worked, it was fine. But it worked. It was it didn't work more than it did. And they had to scrap it after a few years. Um, but it was supposed to get you from like LA to New York within a couple hours. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah, it was it was um... dog shit. If we want to talk about military aircraft, oh, there's so many for the oh, for the time period it's in. It was okay. Um, I want to go by the list of like the worst. The, like, so there's a list. There's a, the you, the military's uh, five all time worst fighter aircraft, um, fighter aircraft. Um, it was the, the helicopter that was used in the Korean War. 
Oh, the F7U Cutlass. This one I didn't know about. This one was horrible. Oh my god, it was so bad. It was supposed to be like carrier based and shit like that, but it was it was it was terrible. It was God. It was just, it was gross. Um, they're bringing okay. it back, Kuza. Wait, what are they bringing back? The Concord. I think yeah, I did hear something about that. Um, a while back that they were tr- that they were trying to, um, they were trying to fix the issues that it had. Because the came out what the eighties? Yeah, it was like um. So the biggest problem was that it didn't have the lift that it should have. Because there was times where it wouldn't even like get off; it would barely get off the ground. I mean, there's videos of it crashing in trees and shit like that. Um, that was one of the biggest problems with it. Um, it broke like it broke down all the time, and it was like, super expensive for upkeep and whatnot. So it's kind of it's just kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of the aircraft that I know about were that that I like are they're pretty decent. B fifty one Mustang is is good. Um, B twenty nine, B seventeen, uh, those are the old prop bombers. Um, they actually made a movie of one, the Memphis Bell, which was a B twenty nine, I believe it was B twenty five. Um, that was a cool that was a cool plane. That one had um. That one had the the Flying Fortress. I think it was the B twenty five. The reason they call it the Flying yes. Fortress is because it had a, it had a nose gunner, it had a uh, top gunner, which was in a was in like a little glass pod that had a dual um, fifty cal, uh, not fifty cal, but um, had dual um, oh shit, what the fuck are the name of those things? Thirty odds. They were thirty odd six rounds, but what the fuck are they call. Um. I wouldn't know this shit if I wasn't trying to think of it. So, were, uh, uh, Remington Arms? No, they're not Remington Arms. Um, so, what were, uh, B 17. The B 17 is what it was, not the B 25. B 17. So, basically, it had <laughs> the A 10 Warthog, the only aircraft that provides air support and emotional support. Yes, true. 100%. Um, so the B-17 Flying Fortress, uh, had two guns in the front, had two guns on top, had two guns below, a gun on each side, and two guns in the back, as a tail gunner. Mm-hmm. And not only that, so it was like its own support aircraft, so it didn't need fighter jets to support this aircraft. Um, and not only that, it was a bomber, and they flew in formation. So they would turn a lot of places into a parking lot while killing everything around it, which was and just fly home and to just go home and have lunch or dinner, whichever whatever time they made home. So yeah, and they would just rock your shit. And they made a movie of it. If you watch the Memphis Bell, you'll see it's it's a it's an amazing aircraft. Oh wait, I <laughs> I think I can answer this, this question. Sorry, had what you said um, worst aircraft. As far as helicopter, I can't remember the name of the helicopter, but it. There was that one helicopter they tried to make gyroscopic, had opposite rotating blades. I can't remember the name of that. I recall that one, though. Yeah, that That was a pretty bad one. 
A lot of people but, would argue that the Osprey would be the worst helicopter. The hydraulic problems on it are a nightmare. Well, just the fact that you go up and it turns into a plane while yeah. it's in the air is uh, if you don't do it right, you crash. <laughs> I'm probably not. Yes, yes, the SR-71 Blackbird is still the fastest aircraft in state, yes. But Osprey pilots are some of the fucking coolest pilots to talk to. Oh, yeah, because they <laughs> their life is threatened every time they fly. All right, let's get well on the podcast. Until, <laughs> until, <laughs> until you come across the smart ass. Yeah. You don't do a lot of things right. You're gonna, yeah. You have to do everything right. One way was find one of those fuckers get on the podcast. <laughs> you really think I have that kind of connections? No, I don't. Wait, what? What are you talking about? What kind of connections you need? Let's get no, I was saying that violent. Oh. I need to watch the Memphis Bell again. About the closest thing that I can get you to a pilot is a UH-60 pilot. And I have uh, to find out if he knows how to use Discord. I know some pilots. That's fair. Well, you were Air Force. Yeah, I didn't do a lot of pilots, though. I only deal with a handful of pilots. Because <clears throat> they, they were in their own squadron. I mean, they had their own they had their own area. Like, I was in... When I was in Ellsworth, I was in supply, so I actually stayed mostly at the dock so and delivering parts with, and stuff like that. With supply, did you work with any other thing besides the B-1s? No, I just dealt, dealt strictly with the B-1s. So you just mainly be Not mainly, always B-1. Yeah, everything, everything that I had my hands on was part of the B-1. Except for one time where a classified telephone came in and I had to deal with that because I was the only one in the shop that had the um, clearance to deal with it. And it was for it was for our warehouse. Doc 63 was basically a warehouse. It was, a, it was an airplane hangar you know, turned into a warehouse. It was for our warehouse, but the guy that was coming to connect it um, wasn't going to be there that day. He was going to be there the next day. So, and this thing is about the size of like uh, a microwave, like these classified phones, because they have keys and everything like that. To, well, at the time, I mean, I'm fucking ancient. So, this was back in the 90s. Um, they had keys that you had to have to turn it from uh, an unsecured line to a secured line and then put a code in and stuff like that. So, there's kind of these big giant telephones. Yep. So, this thing came in um, and only. Um, I was the only one that could sign for it because I was the only one with the clearance that was there at the time, except for my, uh, my mass sergeant who was on leave at the time. It was his phone that was getting hooked up, but he was gone. Uh, he was gone on leave. So at that time I was the only one that could sign for it. So I signed for it and I'm carrying around this fucking frog for the purposes of microwave all day into my room to fucking chow back to the bed, you know, back to the office and back. I mean, literally carrying this goddamn thing with me. Cause I can't leave it. I can't let it be out of sight. Yeah. Um, and that was a pain in the ass. Cause I'm like, people are like, what's in the box. I'm like, fuck, I can't tell you. And they're like, why can't you tell me? I was like, cause it's fucking classified. Were anyone's um, complete assholes about that one? No. I mean, I still, they were like, okay. what's in the box? I'm like, why are you carrying this box around? Like, cause it's, you know, it's classified piece of material. I'm like, oh, okay. And most people just didn't even question it after that. Most people, if if they well, if, if you're they in the military, classified, yeah. it, it, yeah. it's understood. 
Yeah, there, it's classified. Know. I can't tell you. Okay, leave me alone. Yeah. Uh, now, my dad, when I was in Signals Intelligence, uh, we, I copied Morse code. And my dad was asking me what I was learning. I said Morse code. He's like, oh, yeah, we can do you copy like any cool stuff? I'm like, I copy Morse code. <laughs> he was trying to get me to tell him. I was like, he's like, yeah, but what, like, what are you like copying? I was like, Morse code. <laughs> I couldn't tell him. I mean, I mean, you get caught telling somebody any kind of thing, anything that's classified, any kind of classified information. Not anymore because the stuff that it, there's a um there's a time limit for it so stuff that i knew back then is not classified anymore all right so what did you copy with morse code uh, morse code look i don't go to federal i don't go to federal prison i go to fucking level or fuck you in the ass prison okay that's where i go i I had to say it i had to say it Yeah, I don't get to so, go to just regular prison, dude. I get to go to Leavenworth. I don't want to go there, okay? You've <laughs> heard stories. Yeah, it's yeah. It may be class, may not be classified anymore, but I ain't taking that risk. Fuck that shit. All right, future episode of <laughs> K. It will be the aftermath of prison if he ever gets out. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally well, one of those it, things where it's like those, if I tell uh, you, I have to kill you. So it's <laughs> it's, it's one of those uh, deep dark holes. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't risk it anymore. I, like I said, a lot of stuff that I did know about and I'd learned about, it's not classified anymore. But again, I mean, do, do anybody want to take the chance of that? And there's other reasons why I don't want to take that chance to do that. It's not just because it's classified. Oh, I like completely that. It's, understand. Yeah, there's that. other reasons for that. And then if you guys ask, and I'll get into those reasons too. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Talking to somebody else who also held a security clearance. You're talking to someone who not as high as not as high as you. No, I I had the I had top secret clearance. Like I had like there's there's secret, there's um, classified, and there's top secret. I had the top secret clearance. Like I had the highest that you can get. Mm -hmm. Uh, Without going into uh, designators. Yeah, like like for me, yeah, and even even if I had. Even though that I had the highest clearance that you could basically have at that time, there were still things that I wasn't allowed to know because it's on a need-to-know basis. Like, if I didn't need to know it, you didn't know it, even though I had the clearance for it. Well, it's like when they were making the nuclear bombs. You only knew what part you were making when they made the first nuke. You only knew what part you were making. You didn't know anything else about what it was going into. You just knew that Mm -hmm. one part. Oh, fun fact, Kuza. They, uh, the, the meant to... Piggyback off that, where it ran around a missile that was fired at it. The SR-71 was built to outrun missiles because there was no other protection for it. They literally said, this is how fast the missiles would go. We need it to go faster than that. And that's exactly why it outran missiles. Mm. So. Um, Kate. I am curious. We we've asked this on almost every episode, but I like asking this question. What was your favorite and least favorite MRE? Oh, favorite hands down. I have two. Hands down to top one that if I'm gonna if I had to sit between the two that I like the best, the one that I'm gonna pick is Chili Mac. Chili Mac was the best fucking MRE you could have. Especially if it came with the the jalapeno cheese sauce, the sauce. 
because the jalapeno cheese is fucking currency. Like you could get people to do shit for you if you had jalapeno cheese. Hawkeye knows. I got somebody, <laughs> I got somebody to take a whole entire week of CQ shifts if I gave him jalapeno cheese. If I gave him the jalapeno cheese, mm-hmm. that shit's currency, man. You could trade that shit for some stuff. And the worst one, yeah, the vomit. No, wait. The vomit's bad. And don't get me wrong, the vomit is like one that I will never fucking eat again. Ever, 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 ever. The worst one that I ever fucking had. And fuck you, Ice. Fuck you. You're a fucking psychopath. No. That's, no. Bad, Ice. Bad. (laughs) The, The other one that I had was fucking buttered noodles. Just buttered noodles? It was literally the entree. It was buttered fucking noodles. Man, I added salt, pepper, Tabasco sauce. I added cheese to it. Man, I added pretty much everything I could as far as like good seasonings to it to make it taste good. And it still tasted like I was eating like thick, gooey, slimy, like turds. <laughs> and I hated it. I fucking hated it. Like, that's the one that if I'm dying, if I'm dying and somebody says, you can eat this bowl of slugs or the buttered noodles, I'm eating the bowl of slugs. 100%. So I that actually have three favorites. Try deep frying it. <laughs> no. What deep fryer? <laughs> uh, I mean, IRL now. Now you can rebuy and deep fry it. Fucking buttered noodles was disgusting. I have three Holy top favorites. Shit. And these are in particular order. Chili Mac. Yes, 100%. Buffalo chicken. Don't like buffalo sauce. You're going to call me crazy, but tuna. The tuna one wasn't bad. But my the hey, tuna one wasn't bad. But you had to add some reason- shit to it. Here's my reasoning for it. Yes, you did have to add stuff like Tabasco and this, that, yeah. and the other. But if you you didn't get much sleep the night before, and it's an MRE day, you can sit there and take that tuna, do a little bit of doctoring, eat it, and then take a nap for the rest of lunch. Yeah, the, the tuna wasn't bad. It was it was it was a quick meal. It definitely was. It was like super quick. I mean, just there's only a couple of spoonfuls, but it was pretty good. My second favorite was beef stew. Beef stew was really good. Not as good as chili mac. Mm. But a really close second. That's the one where I had to. If I had to pick, I'd pick Chili Mac, but it'd be like, hmm, I really like that beef stew though. Yeah, I haven't personally have any MREs, but that cha- that will change in the future because Dead Seepo sending me a shit ton of MREs. <laughs> bro, Dead Seepo, where the fuck is he? I want some fucking MREs. <laughs> fuck it, like, I will eat them shits today. Like, I love MREs. Um, MREs, like, it's what, like Christmas. What, on our episode of Pool, he mentioned how he has. Uh, nonchalantly has crates of MREs. Bro, I'm going to have to get a hold of him because I need some fucking MREs. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I might fucking order some MREs. I got a little bit of money, extra money here. I got my order some. That's my wife. I'm fucking order some MREs. Actually, I might be getting a, I'm supposed to be getting a bonus check this week. I get a bonus check. If I get a bonus check, I'm ordering some MREs. <laughs> 100%. And I'm going to keep it for myself. Fuck these kids. All right. Like, Ooh, MREs. I'm like, no, fuck you. They're mine. Let's transfer engine this into. 
more of the other side of what this podcast is about as well. So, um, okay, where I got can... one to start out with. What? Um, okay. Yeah. You've been a content creator for a few years now. Uh, since 2018, yes. What made you get into it? I needed something to do. Because, you know, you know, because I, I basically have never really had time off, if you will. Except I was in school for a little while. Um, I did take time off for that. But other than that, I've worked, you know, pretty much and, you know, most of my life. Um, so back in 2018, I finally convinced the VA to perform another knee surgery because my knee was locking up. Uh, I was getting caught on things. It was giving out. It was being really fucking weird. It was really unstable. I didn't trust it. Um, they finally decided to go ahead and do surgery on it. Um, so they did the surgery, cut out some more shit. Um, that was fucked up. And um, during the recovery time, I needed something to do. Because I was going fucking stir crazy sitting and watching TV all the time. And that's when I learned about Twitch. And I was watching some Twitch people play games and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then I started watching a little bit more and I started getting into it. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this. I mean, there ain't nothing but put my fucking face on the internet and talking to strangers. And then I found out that it's not just that. But I started doing it. And I think my first stream was like 10 minutes. Because my anxiety went through the fucking roof. And then I just got more and more used to it. And I got longer and longer. And then by the December of that year, this is when I was playing Scum all the time. This is basically when ah. I was playing Scum the whole time. Full-time Scum streamer. Before I met um, Yeah. So I had... Um, I think by the time I stopped... By the time that December came and my, my cable... My internet was fucked like, all through the month of December... I was I had went from zero viewers in May to like thirty viewers a night in December, and I was doing really well, and I was surprised myself because I was doing really well, and then when December hit, for some reason I don't know why, but my internet started fucking up and I couldn't hold the stream down, I couldn't do any kind of internet work, and I was back and forth with the internet company, um. And Hawkeye probably remembers this, because I was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Uh, I actually heard him on the phone. We were in Discord, and um, I was actually, I streamed one of those calls. And uh, it was like, like the stream was in and out, in and out, in and out. And I I was on the phone with him. I believe me and Ice were in that stream. (laughs) And so I was on the phone with them, and they were bitching. And they were like, I was bitching at them, and they were like, well, there's nothing we can do, it's your shit. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's your shit. I was like, it's it's not my shit. I was like, we've replaced my stuff. We've replaced the modem. We've replaced the router. We've replaced the cables. We've replaced the coax. We've replaced everything inside the house. Everything is brand fucking new. And they kept going on and on and on. And on. I was like, give me somebody else. I was like, I want to speak to a supervisor. And they finally got me to a supervisor. And I told them everything was going on. And I actually had supervisors coming out, checking my lines. And come to find out, it was the line coming from the pole to my house. And even then, when they changed that out, I was still having troubles. And I had them back out there multiple times throughout the years. And then, uh, this is for the old place that we lived at. And finally, when they, they came out the last time, when I finally had the last bit of trouble, they came out 
and found out that it was the node that was on the power line next to my house was bad. So they had, they ran a line from the node before it and I never had any more trouble. And the whole time, like the whole month of December, that December, they said it was my shit. And then finally, and then, and then when I got back to streaming, I think in January, February of that, in the next year, uh, I had lost everybody. I lost, well, not like, uh, I have some, like, I have some lifers. Like I have some people that like be in my stream a hundred percent. Um, but a lot of the people that I went down from 30 to like five in a month because of that bullshit. Mm. But I continue to do it. It was a hard it. build back. It was a hard build back. But yeah. And then I built it back and then I went to work and then I, I lost a bunch and then I went back and I, 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 I fluctuate because of, you know, cause I work full time too. So, so I don't get that stream as much as I used to. Um, where are some places the people can find you and your content? Um, well, I have some clips on TikTok. <laughs> Not all of them, because uh, some of them are kind of inappropriate. Um, <laughs> but just Twitch. Like, I don't have a lot of YouTube content and stuff like that. Like, I've been wanting to get into it. I just don't have the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I don't have time to. I mean, I work 40 hours a week, so between working 40 hours a week and, you know, trying to spend time with the wife and stuff and not really just being mentally exhausted, I don't have a lot of time to stream, let alone fucking edit shit. Yeah, I know where you're getting from there because um, I work 40 hours a week, sometimes I work overtime, but I have been trying, ever since I started streaming, I've been trying to figure out how to balance with IRL shit, work, and streaming at the same time. It's been a process. Right. <laughs> well, what a lot of people don't understand is that, and it is, it, a lot of, well, pretty much everybody that's in the chat understands. What a lot of people that don't stream don't understand is that it's a full time job in itself. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's not just you going, oh, I'm going to stream, click live, start streaming, go live. No, it's stream elements or whatever, you know, streaming. You, stream you know, elements, software. stream labs, OBS, or several. Yeah. You got to set that shit up and you got to have audio set up and you got to have this set up. You got to have that set up. And then, and then fuck you. If you want to get on YouTube, you got to go through fucking editing your YouTube, your, your videos. So it means you're watching your videos again, taking clips out of that constant issue. Yeah. Yeah. Constant audio issues, constant video issues, constant internet issues, random frame rates. Yeah, and uh, God forbid you're doing your fucking streaming, and then your fucking internet provider goes, we're doing maintenance, and fuck you, and, and everything you were doing. <laughs> and then you have all of that, and then you also have the whole networking thing, which is a completely other topic with Finn's Twitch yeah. as well. Yeah, so you, now you have to, you know, put your name out there, get your name known, go visit other streamers, go talk to, you know, streamers, go do this. Yeah, restart your stream, lose half the fucking viewers. It's a it's it's a job, man. It's it's a it's kind of a pain in the ass, but it's a rewarding, fun kind of pain in the ass. That once everything, when the stars align, and the sun's shining, and you have a perfect stream, and none of your shit happens, it's fucking great, and it's very rewarding. Now but, there there is a question that we didn't get to ask in the previous segment segment that I'd like to circle back to real quick. All right, um, for anybody that may listen to this in the future and stuff like that. Oh, right. give Anybody advice for wanting to join the air force? What would that be? Advice to join the air force. Um, 
if you want to join, and I would say, I wouldn't say just Air Force. I would have to put this towards any military branch. Know what you're getting into. Like 100%. If you're wanting to join any kind of military institution, whether it's Air Force, Marines, Army, Navy, I won't mention Coast Guard because they're not DOD anymore. Just kidding. If you want to join the Coast Guard, that's cool too. Um, um, know what you're getting into. Like, because it's not all... It's not all the fucking commercials and shit like that. You're not going to be a fucking, you know, you're not going to be a SEAL team member. You're not going to join the unit. You're not going to be, you know, Mr. Gung-Ho Green Beret unless you unless you get selected for it. Um, also, um, a step in to add to um, look at more info, look in your info. Um, yeah, do a more research than what your, um, recruit, your recruiter gives you. Yeah, your recruit gives you. <laughs> Your recruiter is a car salesman for your life. <laughs> <laughs> I made that. I made that freaking uh, I'm, reference. The first episode. What was it? First the first episode. episode. It's exactly what they are. They are the car salesman of your life. Because and they're going to be like, dude, you get, you get your fucking your sign up bonus. You're going to get like six grand just to sign the paper. You're going to get to go to school. You're going to get to travel, see the world. You're going to get to go do this. You're going to do this. You're going to be a badass. Next thing you know, you're fucking mopping the jizz out of fucking latrines. So, um. Yeah, I've been trying to reach you with your life extended warranty. And then the world that you're seeing is a desert, typically. It's not really getting much back to the, it's, it's all no. tan. <laughs> getting back to the, the the content creation part. Um, is there anybody any, or any advice that you give aspiring content creators? Um, yeah, but let me give one more caveat to the knowing what you're getting into. Uh, okay. Because there's a lot of people, and I've known people like this, and I've actually... Um, it's all available private basically get stationed by his visa. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of people that I knew uh, in in uh, in AIT and shit like that, and even permanent party um, that got into the military for one reason or another. And I'm not saying their reasons were wrong or their reasons were bad reasons or anything like that. But a lot of people, and I, and I can't and I can't say a lot of people that I knew, but there are some that I knew that got in because they wanted to go to school. They got in because they wanted to travel. They got in because they wanted to do blah, blah, blah. I went in, go in with the correct mindset of why you're going in. Like, if you want to go to school, go to fucking school. Don't use the military to go to school. If you want to travel, figure out a way to travel. Don't use the military to travel. Um, whatever you want to do is going to be the least thing on your priority list when you join the military, when you join the military, your number one job, your first and foremost job is to be a warfighter, is to go to war in some way, shape, or form, or to be a support for war, to be support for some kind of conflict. And your MOS is your secondary job. Like my MOS was at first, it was signals intelligence, and then it was supply. My first job was to supply this plane with the parts that it needed to go drop warheads on foreheads. That was my first job. And then everything else was secondary, third, things like that, tertiary, stuff like that. So a lot if you're aspiring to go into the military, realize what you're getting into. Because you may die. And that is a very real fact. You may have to go to war. And you may not come back. 
and that was one of the things that my uh, my adopted dad actually sat down and talked with me about. Because he, he served in the Army as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and he sat me down right after I graduated high school. It's like, look, you understand the sacrifice you're going to have to make signing up for the Army. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll take you down to the recruiter's office tomorrow. Yeah, so just know what you're getting into before before signing that papers, before raising your hand. There's always other ways to go to school. There's always other ways to travel. There's always other ways to do something else. But I went in, me personally, I went in because I knew at a very young age that I was going into the military. It didn't matter if I went through high school. It didn't matter if I went through college. I was going to the military at some point in my life. So I went into it to follow the footsteps of my grandfather and my uncles and stuff like that. But I went into it to fight for my country. That's the reason I went into the military. I had no delusions of grandeur about this, that, and the other. I knew my first job was to fight wars. Because they train you to fight wars. That's what they train you to do. Everything else is secondary. So some people don't realize that. And some people get mad. They go, oh my god, I'm going to get deployed? Yeah. Yeah. That's the that's the that's the job you signed so, up for. So, so what? Yeah, mm-hmm. I like to mention. Um, so all these people think they won't get deployed and stuff when they join, and they're doing it for traveling and mm-hmm. schooling and stuff. Um, there's people that literally get drafted. Why don't you think you won't be ever deployed before they draft someone? Just saying, drafting well, is a thing. So they're gonna deploy you before they draft someone. <laughs> drafting the the draft is a thing. Rare, um, very, very rare. It's only happened like once it, or twice. They, it, it, it was big in the back in Vietnam. Um, Vietnam, Korea. Yeah, and, it was big uh, back then. The draft is a very real thing. They don't, they don't use it right now. Um, you, everybody that every male of the age of eighteen has to sign up for the draft. Oh yeah, I signed up for it. Yeah, you have to. I mean, yeah. it's, it's Chicago. I know. It it's like the when I turned eighteen. I was already in the military, so I didn't have to sign up for the draft because I was already I was already in the military. Um, but yeah, so you I mean there's a draft, and if they call it, they start pulling numbers. Guess what? You get your number pulled. Welcome to the I military. Pulled. Welcome to the military. Pack, pack your shit. You're now not a person anymore. <laughs> nope. <laughs> you nope. are now a number. Don't worry. I'll let you guys know if I ever get drafted. So, um, <clears throat> oh, you said advice about being a streamer. Yeah, it, it, this is kind of like the, the the crux of the main part of it. Um, this is just kind of storytelling, like we have been. Uh, advice becoming a streamer. Um, research everything. Spend the time, research it, figure out what you want to do, because you don't. Nobody get. There's nobody that streams. There's not a single per, stream streamer that is that has some kind of community. Whether you have ten people in your stream at all times or all the time, or you got thousands of streamers at all times. Everybody has their either their niche or their 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 theme or their brand, their logo, whatever you want to call it. Everybody's got a brand. Like Hawkeye has his brand, Rex has his brand, and the brand is basically what your pictures are, what your what your name is, what your tagline is, whatever the fuck it is. Everybody's got one. 
don't make it the something that somebody else has. Don't even make it close. And don't use fucking TT after everything you fucking sign into. Because that's dumb shit. Yes. Like, don't fucking do that. I fucking hate people that do that. Katerian, TTA, blah, blah, blah. Now, go fuck yourself. It's a shitty way to get fucking views. Which, personally, Kate has one one of my favorite brands on Twitch. I fucking love the Wasteland brand you have created, K. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it was a very, it was a, it wasn't even my idea. It was the, it was an idea for me, but it wasn't my idea. Actually, DeRevan's the one that came up with it. And so he's the one that came up with it, and I just I just ran with it. And, I, um, I still have your fucking bag, but the fucking bag's awesome. I also have one of your mugs somewhere. I don't know where. I have a mug. Somewhere. I just ordered a I just ordered a whole bunch of stuff, and it has to get refunded because the website fucked up. So I have to get refunded and get ordered again. I have one of your mugs somewhere hiding around. <laughs> and there's actually quite a few people that have like my shit. It's it's quite weird to actually have people buying things that you created and you sell. Like on the side, it's kind of a thing. Like I would never have thought like people would be buying things that like my merchandise. Like I, well, I never thought for a second that I would have merchandise. Will you shut the fuck up and get out? Thank you. Wine somewhere else. Or go lick your fucking go lick your asshole somewhere else, please. Thank you. He's licking that shit. Uh, which one of the dogs? It's my oldest one. It's my older dog. She's fucking licking her asshole like at the goddamn lollipop. Jesus Christ. Look, whatever's so, there is either there to stay or gone forever. Get the fuck out. Get uh, out. She's fucking deaf. She can't hear me. She's just over there just having the time. One of the things that I can actually add on to Kay's advice here is don't be afraid to ask questions. If you know streamers that have spent time and you know them well enough, if you ask them a question like offline, if you catch them on like Discord or something, don't be afraid to ask a question. Oh, and there's one thing. There's a bad fucking etiquette. Don't advertise your shit in someone else's stream. No. Don't fucking do that. Don't ever fucking do that. Unless it is warranted and they ask for it, don't ever just walk in and be like, hey, come guys, check me out. Because that's a good way to get your shit banned and get a good bad name around Twitch. Yeah. Because people will fucking rail you for that. Yeah, that's the one thing you definitely don't want to do. Well, yeah, that, I mean, just do your fucking research. There's simple shorthand that Kay and I have. Also, from my experience on Twitch as well, it's in your best interest to try to either avoid or um to leave drama as fast as possible on this platform. Because that yes. shit can get pretty dicey in certain situations. Yeah, we've had, we've had plenty of that. Corman. Yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah, we've had we've had plenty of that, but we stay cleared of it in the end. Don't don't yeah. if you notice it, don't stay in it. It's yeah, not going to go well. There's there's certain people I know that I won't mention on streams ever, but there's people that I know that have got really fucked over by it. <laughs> you shall not be named. Yeah, yeah, fucking, yeah. fucking fucking Corman, man, that guy. That that situation still. <sighs> He it doesn't uh, he, really bother me, but he, it, he he tried to pull some shit, and um, I let him know real quick that it wasn't gonna happen. And then he was trying to pull some shit with other people too, and I again let him know that shit wasn't gonna happen. Um, K is the funniest person when he has um on like um fucking bots or trolls going to his chest because this man will literally invite him to the discord <laughs> i've been in his discord and joined a call with him and he has all these trolls join his <laughs> discord and he's legit just fucking taking all their shit and making it into a the fucking funniest, joke <laughs> the 
The funniest thing that I ever saw you get a, get the attempted troll with is somebody came into your chat and called you a croissant. Fuck yeah, he did. <laughs> that motherfucker called me a croissant, and I was like, oh, thanks, man. I fucking love croissants. Those things are good. They're flaky and buttery. Make a sandwich out of them. Make a toast out of them. And I was like, shit, those are good. I got a follow-out of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. that. Remember when Ice actually reversed himself and, and, and sat there and poured into the troll? Yeah, I remember the one time he did that. And he, like, cause Ice is Ice is a pretty pretty good guy. He's he's okay guy. He's a chill guy. Yeah, he's pretty chill. He's nice. He's super, he was, like, nice to most everybody. And it was like, he, like, ripped into somebody. And I was like, damn, Ice. <laughs> <laughs> Kay and I were in Discord. And it's just like, did he really just do that? I was like, he's a shit. Fucking Ice. I don't know where he got that back from, but, but he might want to return that shit before too long. And I was like, it, back, in my, back in my head, and I should have said this when it happened. It's like, all right. Whose backbone did you steal and can you return it? He went to Walmart and got himself a backbone. <laughs> I mean, that's why me and Mac are such good friends. No, he did not get a backbone from Walmart. No one in that fucking place has a backbone, just saying. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a reason why like me and Mac are such good friends. Nerf Road, I mean, we're such good friends because of the Corman situation. Mm. Because um, there was some shit going down, and he said something. I took the wrong way, and I laid in his ass, and um, we became really good friends after that. Cause he, was like, God, damn. he was like, God damn, Air Force. That motherfucker got a backbone shit. <laughs> I mean, it takes a lot for me to get into that. Like, I don't I don't mind confrontations. I just don't like to be mad. I don't like to be mad. Because when I get mad, it takes me a long time to cool off. And I don't like doing that. Mm-hmm. So one of the best pieces of advice that I can actually give, and I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if Kay would, would actually agree about this, is if Never you have a face cam penises. on... <laughs> yes, don't show <laughs> any private parts on the stream, if that matter. So... Just say I my piece of advice here is if you have a face cam on stream and stuff like that and you're just not feeling good, you know, you're angry, you're depressed, what what have you, maybe take a break that day. Yeah, if you feel feeling it, take a fucking break. Like there's nothing saying you gotta stream every day. Because your your chat will be able to tell. I wouldn't even go as far as say your chat because a lot of times we have people in your chat they're they're like they're 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 regulars if you will. Like the regular diehards like, will fucking know. They're they'll know, and they won't really care. It's the people that are coming in that don't know you. They'll know, and then they won't come back. And I think that's probably the point that Hawkeye's trying to make is mm-hmm. like because they'll, they'll see it. And if you're not even having fun, like I had great fun while I was playing GTA. On GTRP, I had so much fun. I can't wait for my friends to the uh, burger and his other friends to build this other server so we can go. I can go in there, but I'm having so much fun. And I was building a community. I was building up followers and stuff like that. I mean, it was so much fun to be just not me and be somebody else. But I went like feet first, 100 into it, and I neglected my friends for months, and I felt really bad about it. But yeah, don't if you're having a bad day, if you feel like shit, you're just not feeling it that day. Take a fucking break. Fuck post you, it up somewhere that uh love brother. <clears throat> yeah, post it up saying, hey, you know, I'm just not feeling it. Throw that shit out on Twitter or your fucking social media, whatever you're connected to. Throw it out there and be like, look, not feeling it today, uh, not in the right headspace, whatever, be back tomorrow. Yeah. Or be back at this date. Yeah, or whatever uh, you're coming back. Your real life always matters more than your Twitch life. It's not- I've always looked yeah. at it. Even if you take it as a job, even if you're like, you know, a partner streamer and you, you know, pay your bills off of it, 
you could still afford to miss one day. Yes. Uh, exactly and very, that's a said. very real thing right there. Be careful taking breaks uh, because you will fall into a rut and then you won't be able to get back into it. And if you do get back into it, it's going to take a lot of effort. That uh, reminds of a another another story. K is actually one of those that actually got me back into uh, full time or as close to full time as I'm comfortable with. Well, so I haven't really streamed a lot since Jackie. Yeah, I was still streaming here and there when I was before 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 what happened to Jackie, and then when that happened, yeah, and when that happened, I was like, I can't do this. I can't. I'm glad that you did, though. I wanted to, and I know, like, Jackie, if she was here, she'd be kicking me in the dick when you, what the fuck is wrong with you? Get I mean, I know she would. Get the fuck on that webcam, yeah. press that live button right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. She would 100% be yelling at me right now. She would 100% be yelling at me right now. And I know it. And, we but it was just... Jackie. It was just, it was just hard. I mean, it's just, I mean, there's just some shit I had to, I had to, I had to come to terms with it. I'm starting to do that now. So I'm starting to get back into it. I'm starting to do it like at least once a week. This week I'm off all week. Um, so I'll probably stream the majority of this week. Hopefully. <coughs> as long as I don't try to sleep all fucking day. Cause I need my fucking duty sleep to keep my, this beautiful face that I have. All right. If you stream, so, uh, if you stream at the times I'm off work, I'll catch you for sure. Um, I'm probably going to be streaming. Well, I don't know what time you're off work. So. Well, I mean, I stream later. I'm work later. I get off at 6.30. Normally when I stream, I can't say normally because this is kind of, it not, hasn't been really the norm, but I like to stream from like noon to like whenever the fuck I feel like getting off. Yeah, I noticed. <laughs> I will I literally stream. Shit, there's, Kuzo will tell you, Hawkeye will tell you, there's times where I've streamed like 15, 16 hours and we were just there goofing were times... off on fucking crew too. Just Around. There were times where both K, Kuza, and I fired up a stream and went 18 plus hours. 18 plus hours. Just fucking around and we went, holy shit, we've been live for 19 fucking hours? Holy and my, fuck. My wife would come out of the bedroom and look at me and go, mm-hmm. really? Playing fucking, playing Crew 2 doing a, a Kamikaze Gymkhana. Fuck. <laughs> and not even think about it. The sun's coming up, the birds are chirping, I'm turning around and going, oh, Fuck me, oh. the sun's up. It's 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, we're going to raid out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no. Um. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but we, I mean, there was so like, that good. That was the time when we were just like, we just didn't care. It was just like, we just got into it. And it was usually like a Friday or Saturday or something like that. Nobody had to work. Nobody had to worry, anything to worry about. And we just did it. And just had a blast. Like, the story this shit I was, was fun. referring to, and I'm, I'm pretty sure you actually remember this. Because I, I'd, I'd go through periods of where I would stream for three months consecutively, and then, and then, off the some, of the earth. And then something would happen. I'd say, fuck this, d- b- done. You did that shit so often, man. So the problem that I have, so this is the problem that I had with Hawkeye. And the thing was that, because I know like how his, like, how his brain works, because I'll have a kid that you know basically acts the same way. He would get to the point where he was streaming consistently for three months, four months, two months, whatever it was. And his viewer count would go up and up and up and up and up and up. And then all of a sudden he would just stop and he wouldn't do it for like three, four weeks. And then he'd start doing it again. And then his viewer count would be low and it'd go up, 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 up and stop. And I'm like, motherfucker. I was like, just keep fucking going. <laughs> <laughs> and then something finally clicked. I got onto a relatively safe schedule for me where I had time. God, you're killing me, man. I was like, dude, like, dude, you would probably be like, 
I don't think you you may not have been partnered by now, but I think you would have like such. I think you would have a larger viewer count than what you did if you would have just been consistently doing it. But don't get me wrong, I know how your brain works, and it would like something would go wrong, and you would get hyper fixated on that. It's okay. We 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 all know no, like someone that's on worse. My computer we all know someone that's worse on that than one way. I don't know who that be. Who that be? Ice. One way knows. I have an idea. Yeah, there's an idea. Um, I mean, Ice fucking CPU. I guess Ice is can be one of those people, but Ice Ice did melt his computer, his CPU. So. I mean, Ice. Yeah. Ice full out, full out grinded a um, freaking i seven. Yeah. Um. So. <laughs> so yeah. Um. The story on that one. So Ice has literally an IT. He went to college for IT. And mm. literally, um, <laughs> the dumbass fried his PC. Yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> it's not the way that you think it would be. <laughs> well, it... <laughs> this is about getting not me. <laughs> so I don't know who who People else are you guys talking about. about like, who else are you talking about? Because I don't, I don't know who you're talking about. I mean, I probably do, but I just not. It's not clicking with me. I don't know. Should I say the name on stream one way? What they can? I mean, we're not I, I do all the editing work for this anyhow. All right, Jedi. Oh, Jedi! I don't know Jedi well enough, so I don't know. <laughs> so I don't. I don't know Jedi well enough to to know like what his streaming schedule is. Like half like so most of the people that you guys are friends with, I don't really know that well. True, I'm the only one out of like one way friends in that area that you actually know decently well even then yeah. even then you and me still don't know a lot about each other but right so it's like, <laughs> like like Roshira um Kari and uh Bob and you know all those people like I don't know them like I know Hawkeye or Kuza Ice Mage you know I know those guys it's K you introduced me well technically Brett raided into you you were co-streaming with One Way, and that's how I met you two. And then I, yeah. from your stream, I followed the One Way and made him do Toa Satan. Yeah. <laughs> the first time. Yep. The first time. And then, he volunteered for the second time, which I'm Don't worry. Why. The second time he volunteered. Oh, I got subs for that one. Don't worry, guys. I got the, subs for that one. The second oh. one was caused by me as well. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> one for me following, the other for subs. <laughs> I can't. I'm rushing. Pretty chill until pissed off. Samesies. <laughs> so, uh... You don't only feel like I'm the kind of person that you don't want to make mad. Like, no, that mad, was fine. Actually mad. Total say for like 300 followers. <laughs> no, I um, did it for 500. How many subs even was it? Was it like... Uh, 50, I believe? Yeah, I, I knew it was one of the higher numbers. <laughs> I knew it wasn't 100. So I did a terrible we, Twitch Saints uh, Twitch when uh for a hundred hundred subs. And I draw and shoot. I, uh, not shoot. What are you talking about shooting? I don't about, have like, the guys. I don't have the oh. clip anymore. But I used to have a clip. This was said on a stream. I forget whose stream. But Kay has literally said, "This man will put on a dress if he gets dropped two thousand dollars." <laughs> There's a lot of things I'll do so, for money. So uh. As we close up here, okay. Do you have any questions for us? 
I don't know. I didn't. I wasn't. I didn't know I was going to be able to ask questions. I didn't think of any. Yeah, one way I didn't. You ice. I didn't know we were going to do this again, so that's why I didn't tell. Okay. Oh. Fuck you, ice. But so yeah, you, so you called it this time. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Like oyster man, God, stop! Y'all give me fucking like ass reflux here. I don't want to talk about that shit. That shit was nasty. You guys ever get PTSD from that one night? <laughs> that shit was all bad. That shit was all bad. I still love how you got your kids to do it though. Fuck yeah, I made them do it. <laughs> Fuck them kids. <laughs> I don't know. So I mean, like, uh, I don't know. Um, I don't. Why did you decide to start this? I mean, honestly, because I was like, because I didn't know anything about it until like somebody had mentioned it to me. I informed you of it like later on. Yeah, well, like, it was why? still not a thing yet when I informed you. Um, basically, I've interacted with a lot of veterans ever since I joined this community, and I've become. Friends of a lot of veterans, as you know, over half my Twitch friends are veterans. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, yeah, I became friends with a lot of veterans over time, and I don't know, I've always found them interesting. And as one way you used to describe me as a person, back in the day, not back in the day, but like a year or two ago, one way has always said, I have a very um, investigation personality. Investigative personality? Yeah, that's what you said a while back one way. So oh, yeah. you just started this up to like just learn more about what's what's um, it like to be a vet? Or? Not only to learn more, but what I want, not to learn more really, I want to um, give veterans a platform to have their voices heard and for okay. them to say their stories and experiences and try to slightly change the narrative on vets. Because as we mentioned in the first episode of the podcast with Brent, Vets have a very bad rep in certain areas, which Twitch being one of them in certain categories. Well, yeah. I mean, vets, yeah. vets all around. The moment you tell somebody you're a veteran, they instantly think you've gone to war and killed people. That's usually what that people think. Part. Yeah, they, they put they puts a stigma on you that you've killed people. Like, I was never deployed. Like, I never went overseas. I never killed. I mean, inadvertently, yeah, I probably have my hand in killing a lot of people. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's be ones that do some damage. I mean, they yeah. turn places into plates of glass. I mean, if you're talking about, um, they put a lot of holes in the ground. Um, but I've never personally been on like the front lines, like, you know, Mac and Senek and some of the other guys that we know. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's one thing you don't want to do either. Like, you just understand that this is what they could have done, but you never want to ask. Like you don't. That's like the question you don't ask veterans, because they don't want. To, veterans don't want to think about that shit. A lot of times, like, and if you really want to get to know veterans, just sit down and have a conversation with them. Don't ask them like, "Have you ever killed anybody?" Don't ask them what it's like being on the front lines. Don't ask them any of that shit, because a lot of guys just want to forget that shit. They just want to forget. Um, and if you want to learn yeah. about the veterans, just watch some. Just look up Asylum Arms on Spotify. Yeah, I mean, we've had people come into our chat. <laughs> fucking self-probing my Spotify within this fucking podcast. Now, now, if they come out and say, this is what happened, this is what I did, blah, 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 let them just talk about it because it's cathartic for them. It's literally like, it's it allows them to get it off their chest. And that's why, you know, not to like go get all dark and shit like that, but that's why a lot of, like, that's why there's so many vets that, you know, 
that do that take their lives, if you will, um, because they they don't have an out for this this thing they went through. They were trained to do. They were trained to do this. So when they were doing it, it it was just a thing that they were trained to do. We weren't. They weren't trained to deal with it. There's nothing in the military handbook or the SOPs or the uh, the UCMJ or anything like that that teaches soldiers, Marines, Air deal. Force, teach them how to deal, how to get away from this. So even though these guys come back from war and they're busted up, they're missing pieces, they're holes in them and shit like that, you know, all kinds of fucked up shit, their real battle they're still fighting is in their head. And they can't get away from it. Some guys do. Some a lot of people, a lot of guys do. A lot of guys get away from it. A lot of guys find help. They have things to help them cope with it, shit like that. Some don't. And that's why you see now, like all most of the like uh veteran like uh like uh non for profit organizations that exist now didn't exist when I got out, and even less existed when my uncles and grandfathers got out. So we didn't have you know outlets for this. It wasn't a thing. It was just that you got out, you just dealt, you just dealt. I mean, it's just what you did. That's why a lot of the older guys, Vietnam guys, World War II guys, if you can find them, they won't talk about the war, but they'll talk about the people that they hung out with. They'll talk about being at the bases and shit like that, or they'll be on their town passes in Germany and shit like that. They'll talk about that stuff. I used to get a lot of stories from my grandfather. I can speak experience with stories about Vietnam and shit. Um, My grandfather was in the Vietnam War. Yeah. As well. so, a lot yeah. of times they they some of them just won't talk about it at all. Period, because they don't want to remember. They don't want to remember because they already do. It was a fucked up situation. Yeah. So if you're coming across a veteran, you know, and you, it's one of those things where it's like the one of the worst things that can happen is like you say, you know, you walk up to a veteran, like, oh, thank you for your service. That's kind of awkward for us. We don't know how to respond. Nobody knows how to respond to that. Just you know, I usually just say I appreciate that. Thank you. And that's pretty much all I got to say. Um, because I don't know how to respond to that. Now, if I'm walking up to another veteran, I will literally go, hey, from one veteran to another, thank you for your service. That's a little different because we know we know. we know what's going on. Like, we know that, hey, you've been through this. I've been through this. We have this shared connection. Like, one of don't... my favorite um, favorite things about actually being able to go to, like, gay or something is the encounters that I've, I've had. Uh, like, I was going to ENT one time and came across an older vet. I can't remember what name or what uh, period of service is in, but it, it was, I want to say it was just before Vietnam to just after, and he was just sat, he was just sitting in there talking up a storm. Yeah, just, just treat him with respect. I mean, that's all I mean, that's all you gotta do. Like, we've had people, um, we've been in, we've been in conversations with people in streams, um, where somebody has come in, and they found out that basically everybody that was in the stream, we were in a Discord call, something like that, was military at some point in time. Um, and we had, I remember this one kid, and I just remember him very distinctly, because he kept asking, but he came in, and he was like, yo, you guys are all, like, you guys all served in the military, you guys are military guys, soldiers, blah, 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 and like, yeah, we served, I mean, we don't mind telling people that. But his very next question was like, did you ever kill anybody? And they were like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's like, not whoa. a question you want to ask. Right. And it was like, well, was like, you know, like, was like, you really don't want to ask that question. It's like, it's kind of disrespectful towards us because we don't want to talk about that kind of stuff. So we, we basically just because don't want to think about it. If they did kill someone, that does a lot to a person. Yeah. Um, but we were like, awesome. like, just don't ask it. Like, just, we just, we, we were nice to them. We're like, hey, just, you know, don't ask that kind of question. Nobody wants to talk about that. Nobody wants, you know, they don't want to deal with that shit. So we can, you can ask us other aspects of being in the military, but just don't ask that particular question. And he did it. He, he's like, well, my grandfather tells me all the time, I've asked all kinds 
Friends events, and they tell me, like, well, some do, some will tell you. 90% of them don't want to talk about it. And so we kept telling them over and over, and it was pissing people off. I mean, people were getting upset. And it was like, and it's also, uh, I think that was so, around the time that you and IK kind of developed that whole uh, whole policy when we did these. If uh, if anybody needs to talk, we stop the stream. I will stop whatever stream I'm doing. I will drop everything I'm doing. If somebody comes into my chat and they're a vet and they say, I need to talk to somebody, I will drop it like a bad habit. I will end stream instantly without saying shit to anybody. I'll pull them into Discord, bring them into a private room. The only thing I will not drop is my family and work because I don't need to fire. I yeah. need work. And my fam now my family would be like if somebody were to hit me up on my phone and be like, hey, I need to have a chat, I would be like, babe, I gotta go talk to this guy. Bob, thank you for the raid. But yeah, I mean, no, we will 100% drag you into a Discord private room where only a few people are allowed to get in, and we'll have a chat. We can either sit and listen, we can give advice, we can just shoot the shit until you feel better, we can make you laugh, we can do whatever you need to do. But uh, yeah, we've done it. We've done it multiple times, and I don't, I'm not sorry for it. If I, if I drop my stream all of a sudden... If somebody says they need a chat, you know why. Don't ask me fucking questions. Oh, another thing, too. If you come into a veteran stream, there is a very high risk of you getting offended by something. <laughs> like an extremely high risk of you getting offended. I think it's one of my first, I think it's one of my top rules of my stream, though. I think it's like, if you get offended easily, this isn't the place for you. Because we talk about whatever we want to talk about. We don't really give a shit. So, if you get oh, offended way, easily, this podcast is not for you. Yes, if you get offended easily, this podcast is not for to you. To be fair, if you get offended easily, Easily, my stream's not for you. I'm not a vet, but I don't give a shit either. Yeah. <laughs> but this is the thing: also, is like, uh, we, we don't care. We've been we've been around the world. We've done things, and we just don't give a shit.